Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And I'm often asked what I felt was the best performance of the Commonwealth Games, and look, it's very hard to go past Aaron Gate and that men's road race. But I have said, I think the sixth place from Sam Tanner in the 1500 metres was right up there. Yes, he didn't win a medal, but let's be honest, some events I think are a lot more difficult than others. And I think some events certainly carry more weight. What made this performance from young Sam Tanner so remarkable is that in that final, and it is a final, so you're also peaking in the final, you're running a personal best in the final, which is not easy to do at these big meets. He ran 331.34, becoming the second fastest New Zealander in history over 1,500 metres behind Nick Willis, but more importantly ahead of Sir Peter Snell and Sir John Walker. His coach joins us on the programme. He also happens to coach our best triathlete in Hayden Wild. Craig Kirkwood, good evening, welcome. Good evening, thanks very much for having me, Mark. Yeah, no worries. Uh, look, um, what a remarkable stable of athletes you have at the moment, Craig. H- how did you establish the relationship with both Sam and Hayden? Did they come to you? Did you cherry-pick them? Uh, how far back <laughs> does those relationships go? No, um, they go back quite a while, but no, I did not cherry-pick them. I've, I've never asked uh, one athlete to, to coach them in my whole life, so um, it's always a case of them coming to me. Uh, I always find that the relationship gets off on a better foot when an athlete kind of can handpick their coach and um, work with someone that they want to, so that's kind of my philosophy on that. Um, they, they both came to me oh, maybe four or five years ago or so. Hayden was the end of 2016. Sam was probably around a similar time. He was the second to last year at school. So I don't know how many years that it goes now, maybe three or four. So. Mm. And was yeah. it early on, did you realise the immense talent both these young men had? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember watching um, Sam win the year nine schools cross country in, in, um, in Palmerston North. And I kind of saw him run that day and I was like, man, this kid has some has some talent, you know, he's, he can go a long way if he's got all the other attributes and I didn't know didn't anything about him at that point and or I had never met him um, and it wasn't until a few years later where he, he kind of showed up again and um, he approached me to coach him and yeah, I knew from that point on it was going to be some amazing things happening, so he's a talented young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, youngest ever, I understand too, youngest ever New Zealander uh, to achieve the sub four minute mile. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, he um, he ran that in Wanganui on the, on the on the famous track at Cook's Gardens. There, it was um, yeah another epic race down on that on that track. It's such a um, you know such a venue filled with so much tradition and history, um, and it was you know really cool for him to do it there. Is it scary having such talent knocking on your door, saying, "Hey, here's the youngest ever sub four minute miler," 
and now I've got to take him to that next level. Now it's my job, my responsibility to take out the guesswork and help fulfil his true potential, which, again, at 21, we still is not even close to. Yeah, well, you make it scary when you put it like that. Um, but to be honest, it's, it was kind of a natural progression. So when, when I first started working with Sam, he he was a bit of an outsider for national cross-country. Um, and we got him fit and knew he was running well. And um, he was completely under the radar, uh, winning his first school's cross-country champs. And then ever, ever since then, it's just been a natural progression year on year, um, just kind of chipping off his you know, time um, over the 1500 metres and other and other track times, so that's his main event. Um, and now he's down to 3:31, and it's the same again. We're just kind of looking at the next target now and going, well, you know, how much faster can you go? What's what's the next goal that we can um, achieve? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the natural the natural one there is Nick Willis's um, New Zealand record. You know, it's a big audacious goal, um, but I certainly think that he's capable of um, getting it. Now, what is that? That's what three twenty-eight six six or something, isn't it? Faster than Steve Cram by one one hundredth of a second, I think, and that was Cram's world record. Um, oh, you're putting me on the spot. I think it's three twenty-nine. Um, I'm going to I'm going to search it up while I'm talking. Might to you, be three twenty-nine. Um, yeah, I know that it was a, about a one hundredth of a second faster than Steve Cram. Yeah, it's about it's about two seconds faster than um, what Sam's got now. So, um, I think you know he can he could definitely get there. Um, sometime in the future, I don't know how long that's going to take, but um, you know, I certainly mm. think he can get there. Three twenty nine point six six is what the points are. Coachability. I mean, I often talk about coachability as being a, a part of talent. Is he is he easy to coach? Does he listen? Yeah, very easy to coach. Um, he listens. Um, you know, he's he's got great faith in um, the work that we do together, and um, yeah, he he just gets about his business, and you know. Um, yeah, very, very easy to coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does like to go surfing and skateboarding occasionally, but that's all right. You know, you've got to have other interests in life. So. Oh, yeah, no, I always say that because if it's all you do and you're having bad days, well, then life sucks. But if you're having bad days but you're still doing the work, you've got something else to put your energy to, you can sort of switch off and wake up the next day and hopefully things are better. Um, in terms of understanding that relationship between yourself and Sam, are you there? Do you sort of got a pretty good handle on the type of work that suits him best? Yeah, I mean, we've worked together for so long now that, um, I, yeah, I do have a really good understanding of how he operates. Um, he's, uh, he's a thoroughbred. He's got a massive VO2. He's really, really fast. I don't know if you saw him doing some speed work um, out of the blocks with Eddie um, Nikita um, at the pre-camp before Worlds, but he, um, he, was holding, he was holding Eddie for the first kind of 30 or 40 metres of those sprints. So it was, it was pretty impressive to watch, but he's also got the en- a big engine on him that can you know, run a really good five or ten k if he needed to. So, yeah, he's no. got all the all the physical attributes that he needs, um, and he's you know an intelligent um, young man. He's a he's a smart learner, and um, he you know he's he's a good racer. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think sometimes when you get athletes that are so talented and so passionate, the hardest thing is actually holding them back, making sure they don't overtrain, making sure they don't do more than you give them. Do you have any issues in that area? No, because I think he I think he. Um, you know, trust me enough to um, just you know do as I do as I say. Really, um, we do have we do have discussions where sometimes you know we'll change things up a little bit if he's feeling you know obviously a bit rubbish in a workout or um, if he's if he's feeling really good we might change things up and make it a little bit harder than we might have done normally. So, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just a trust thing really, just him trusting that I 
I'm I'm got his best interest at heart when we when we lay out sessions and a you know a plan um, and it's going to get him to where we want to get him. Yeah, and I don't think any coach gives any athlete anything because they want them to fail. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you, it doesn't mean you, it doesn't necessarily mean you always get it right either as a coach. Uh, look, he, he did head off to the, he did head off to the states to go on an athletic scholarship over there, but that clearly didn't work for him. Why didn't that work for him? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the US um, college system is right for everyone, um, and I think every college, obviously, every college is really different over there, and. Um, I think young athletes need to do uh, a ton of research when they're looking at going to those colleges and making sure that they, they pick the right environment for them, they pick the right coach that's there. Uh, and you can never guarantee that coach is going to stay too because uh, like everyone else, they're trying to climb the ladder. So they'll be looking for the next big job um, and looking to move on if they, if they get an offer. So um, you're never guaranteed that the coach is going to stay. Um, Sam is... Sam is um, someone who is a bit of a homebody. He's got a big family, really close. Um, and I've always said that he, you know, a happy Sam is a fast Sam. So he wasn't always that happy being away from home and being away from his uh, fiance at the time. And, um, and so to come home and just kind of be based mm. here uh, with his family was kind of the, the missing ingredient really from, from, you know, being in the States. Yeah, is that going to affect him in the long term? Because let's be honest, he's going to have to get overseas in New Zealand winters. He's going to have to go and race. He's going to need to race a lot. Uh, that seems to um, still seems to be the pathway in terms of taking that next step. Is, is that something that he's going to be comfortable doing? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely comfortable doing that. He's done that quite a bit this year. He's had uh, three campaigns offshore now um, for the year. So, um yeah, no, more than comfortable. He's a he's a fully professional athlete. He's um, sponsored by Puma, and um, you know they have him on a you know retainer salary. So he's you know he's looked after financially. He's paid to run. Um, so it's his job to go offshore and race. And um, you know he and his family know that. But at least he's not kind of based overseas full time, which is what he wasn't really keen on doing. So being here and having that contract has been you know hugely um, beneficial to him. It is 22 minutes after seven. You're listening to SENZ. My guest on the program is New Zealand's leading middle distance coach and arguably New Zealand's leading triathlon coach, Craig Kirkwood. Uh, just sticking with Sam before we move on and uh, talk about Hayden Wild. tactically at the Commonwealth Games, I sort of sense Sam maybe still didn't quite believe. Were you happy with the way he ran tactically? Because he finished very fast, but he, he found himself sort of a long way back with two to 300 metres. Yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting race because we weren't, 100% sure how that race was going to unfold. Um, I had a pretty strong suspicion that it was going to go quick, but I, I didn't anticipate 3.30 quick. We kind of talked around kind of 3.32, 3.33, which is there's a reasonable difference in the way those races um, kind of unfold. Um, so, yeah, we kind of talked about him settling in, um, you know, mid-pack if it, if it goes out at a, a fast tempo, but not crazy. Um, but that first lap, even the first 200 metres, was insanely fast. They went through 225 seconds and then through in 54. Um, so for him to be positioned at the back was actually quite good because he, he probably came through the 455 high or even 56 seconds. Um, it just meant that he wasn't working quite as hard as the, the guys at the front, and, but still in contact. Um, and with, at the bell, with about 400 to go, he got um, caught behind... Um, Josh Kerr from um, Scotland and as Kerr was kind of going backwards, so Sam had to kind of get round him, um, which probably was his only mistake of the race um, and yeah, just found himself a little bit gapped coming into the last 200 metres. 
but yeah, he was, and he was the only one moving forward in the last hundred. Um, even Ollie Hall was kind of only maintaining pace, and the others were fading. Um, and Sam was the only one moving forward. So, a uh, really good sign, you know, to be able to run hard at the end off a, off a really fast-paced race like that. Let's talk about Hayden Wild. Now, you come from a very good running background yourself. Running is your thing. Um, how difficult has it become? How difficult has it been becoming a world-class triathlon coach? Um, yeah, it's had its challenges because um, I think people do just see me as a run, running coach a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd never call myself a, a swim coach, but I, I do understand endurance sport and I, and I do understand high-performance sport. So um, the transition to, you know, coaching triathlon at that level hasn't been hugely difficult, but it certainly had its challenges. Mm, yeah, in terms of, oh, let's be honest, I mean, you, can, you can't win the race in the swim, but you can lose it. But ultimately and primarily now, it is a running race. In terms of having him run at an optimal level, but also having to factor in that he does need to swim train, he does need to bike train, um, what is, how does that adjustment look? Like, if, if, yeah, if, so if first to say just purely coaching him as a runner. Yeah, so the, it's just a balance of that load over the week, um, making sure that when we're doing, you know, workouts on the bike that they're not um, impacting on a run workout we might have two days later. or um, And so just and just balancing all that um, against each other to make sure that we're getting the right gains at the right time. You know, we spent the first probably four years of his career getting him to the front of the race, and we spent the last probably 18 months um, trying to win races now. So it's been a bit of a shift um, in how we look at, his performances and how we kind of work on his tapering to events. Um, but, you know, it's just a, just another challenge that you face when you're trying to um, coach an athlete at that level. Yeah, uh, coach, swim coach is Liz Van Whaley, former Olympian, former Commonwealth Games um, medalist. Uh, what's the yeah. relationship, what sort of relationship do you have with her? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we have, uh, you know, solid communication and there's, um, you know, um, good, a good plan in place around getting his swim workouts um you know, it's, it's the right level, so they fit in with um, his, his other training, so we're not kind of doubling up on days when we shouldn't be. So, yeah. mm, mm, mm. Now, um, Hayden is an athlete who does like to race a lot. Uh, he's clearly also a professional, so he does need to try and earn a living. So he's had Commonwealth Games. He's just been involved in the Collins Cup, which tends to be a little bit more Ironman, half Ironman-focused endurance side of it. Uh, we've got the Super League. In terms of planning his year, periodizing, he races a lot on the track over summer. Um, again, talk us through that. How do you set that up? Yeah, that's probably the most challenging thing um, to make sure we get those, you know, the, the key events um, of the year um, in focus and that we're, we're absolutely getting them 100% right for those. Um, and so for this year, it's been com, com Games was definitely the, the number one goal. The others were almost means to an end, uh, um, A, for him to survive as a professional athlete, and also, um, as we use a lot of it as, as a training, um, kind of stepping stone to, to work on things that we need to work on. So um, the next the next major uh, for him will be Super League and then the grand final, which is in Abu Dhabi at the end of the year. So um, kind of the three main uh, peaks of the year, or, you know, events that we'll be focusing on anyway. Yeah, look, well document a lot of publicity around Hayden at the Commonwealth Games and picking up that 10-second penalty. But look, I think it's probably fair and respectful to say that there was no guarantee that would that would have meant gold. I mean, Alex Yee has won a hell of a runner, particularly over five, particularly over five k. Yeah, no, he's out of the absolute class. He's no design. Um, 
We just lost you there, Craig. I'm done. Sorry. Um, yeah, still here? Yeah, yeah, just breaking yeah. up a little bit. Sorry about that. That's um, right. Yeah, no, uh, we, were, we were pretty confident that he was going to be in the race and would be able to contend. And, you know, that penalty, it was just, you know, horribly timed in terms of, um, you know, putting Hayden on the back foot um, mentally and, you know, go, went into that last lap of the run knowing that he wasn't going to win. So, um, you know, pretty awful position to be in, especially if he didn't know what it was for. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's got Paris in, uh, what, around two and a half years. Uh, look, he's potentially could be an Olympic Games gold medalist. Um, he's still very young. He's still in his development. What is the plan to take that, continue to develop him, uh, continue to develop his running, continue to develop his swimming? Is it just a case of doing what you've been doing, but it's just layer upon layer? Or is there going to be um, a revolution in the way you're doing things? Or is it just a subtle evolution? No, just a subtle evolution, I think. Um, you know, you never quite know with triathlon who the next superstar is going to be, who's going to come and make an impact on the race. So, um, you know, we could have someone in the next two years, you know, arrive on the scene that completely changes the way that these races uh, um, unfold. And, you know, we've, we've got to keep across all the young talent coming up and knowing kind of what how they could impact on it and what we can do to at least, you know, stay in the game and be still be influential and, um, for him to be there at the sharp end of the race and try and win it. Um, so, you know, a lot of that is dictated swim bike. Um, Hayden's run is definitely good enough and, you know, getting good enough to be able to win these races. We just need to, at the moment, we're just trying to find ways to beat Alex Yee. So, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's, that's the challenge we face at the moment and the development is, you know, just kind of watching all those young fellas who are coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Craig, Oz, Oz, um, everyone needs a coach. Do, do you have a coach? Do you have somebody that you go to to ask some questions if you're not quite sure? Or is that just your athletes have a pretty good understanding? So between the both of you, you can sort of figure it all out. Um, I have a few people that I um, talk to every now and again um, if I'm stuck with something. Um, yeah, but the athletes I work with, you know, we have a pretty good relationship and we can yarn about things that we're not sure on. And um, if we need to, we can step outside and look for help elsewhere. Um, you know, we're planning an altitude camp um, for early early part, part of next year. And I was just consulting this afternoon with um, one of the high-performance um, sports guys about, the, you know, protocols and what we can do pre and post and make sure that we're doing it correctly and making sure we're measuring exactly what we're doing is working and not just a waste of time and money. So... Um, yeah, so definitely use consultants and people we, we need to talk to um, when we need to. Yeah. Well, Craig Kirkwood, lovely to have you on the programme. Congratulations on all your coaching success and certainly looking forward to following the future of both Sam Tanner and Hayden Wild, mate. You are a class act and doing a wonderful job. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for having me. There you go, Craig Kirkwood, one of our great triathlon coaches, one of our great middle distance coaches in this country with two remarkable athletes that he has developed. They didn't just go to him. Yes, they've had talent, but he's identified it, he's worked with them, and boy, what a stable he has.